0: Welcome back to The Bracketologist. I am your host, Ben Walnick, here at the Let It Fly Media Studios. I am pleased to be here with Ali Trost. Ali, how's it going?
1: Then it's great. When we were going through different topics that we could cover in this podcast, I think we both agreed right away that this would be uh, one we should do ASAP, so I'm we, glad I'm here.
0: We ranged from serial killers and ended up at game shows, and here we are. <laughs> a, lot uh, of com-
1: you know, a lot of commonalities between the two of those Exactly, things,
0: right? 100%. A lot of game show hosts could be serial killers. A lot of
1: contestants probably serial
0: killers. Also, uh, we also have a guest producer. We have Letify Media founder Andrew Carter. Andrew on the mic. Let's. Ride. <laughs> let's.
2: okay I'm gonna try my hardest not to speak too much but I wanted to be here for this moment because this is an awesome topic
0: yeah we were talking about this in the office like this is what Ali was coming in for and he's like I want this to be a three can this be a three-man I was like no he's like can I produce okay we'll let him talk every now and then
2: here's why I think I'm gonna be a good producer for the show a already I'm not, talking too much well, go ahead uh, but here's the reason I'm not gonna talk too much I promise that Okay. and B I had this weird thing especially when I go visit my grandparents growing up I would watch Game Show Network all day. Yes. So on the side of the bracket where it's old shows, I can, I can give some input if needed. Your guys' show, but I'm stoked to be here.
0: Yeah, and I look, there were a lot of game shows. When I went up to the Wikipedia of like game shows that have aired on television, it's literally like 250 shows. Uh, we've narrowed this down to 32. Uh, we kind of had some back and forth, Allie and I did, on the list. Came up with 16 that are old school that were founded before the year 1990, 16 that are new school that um, borderline... Founded in the '90s or just in the last five to ten years, and uh, came up with this list. A few honorable mentions that I'll just go over briefly. There's a show called Greed, which I feel like yes. no one ever saw. You've I seen saw it. I saw Greed. Yeah, it was like one season. I don't even remember what network it was on. It was an awesome concept uh, where, like, you know, people like team up at the start to get the money, kind of like Weakest Link, but in a much better way. Yeah. And then they turn on each other at the end because they get greedy. Uh, so that barely didn't make the list because I just feel like nobody knows what it is Holy Moly which came out like a year or two ago Steph Curry the miniature golf one it's fun but it doesn't really feel like a game show because it feels like it's a lot more for kids and more about laughs than any actual game Uh, Minute to Win It it just felt too much like household games I wasn't a huge fan of that one the original 21 which if you haven't seen the movie Quiz Show uh, which was I believe back in the 90s it was about a game show in the 50s that was rigged um, fantastic movie. It was up for Best Picture. I recommend that. But the game show itself, meh. Uh, and then lastly, Tic Tac Doe and Hollywood Squares. I left out because they're oh. very, very similar. Hollywood very Squares. Similar. Hollywood
2: Squares is another it good was one. So good. It's a good
0: one. It was more about the celebrity than the game itself. I feel like though. So it was a fun game. But That's um, true.
1: And we already have, which we'll get to. Yes. Family Feud, and you can do the celebrity angle. Also match game,
0: which we'll talk about, which has celebrities as well. So, So, all right, let's get to it. We'll start on the left side of the bracket. I'm not going to go through every single seed at the start, but I'll recap when we get to the Sweet 16. So left side of our bracket, which you can find on the Bracketologist Instagram, that's Bracketologist underscore is the Instagram handle. Um, Again, whoever has the handle, just Bracketologist, I hate you. Um, (laughs) Let's go with our number one overall seed, which is The Price is Right against our 16 seed to tell the truth. Um, Obviously, we have Bob Barker, we also have Drew Carey for Price is Right, to tell the truth, has made a comeback recently. I literally just saw an advertisement for it on, I think it was NBC um, or ABC recently. What do you think about these two?
1: Okay, well, kind of like Andrew said, going to his grandparents growing up and just like watching hours upon hours of Game Show Network, Do you remember being homesick as a kid and like Bob Barker and The Price is Right is all you needed? Like it was the best medicine in the world just like laying on the couch and watching hours of that. I love The Price is Right. I don't think it will matter. I mean, it's the number one overall seed for obvious reasons, but I don't think it will matter at any point in my life going back and watching that show. It's gotta be that one for me. And to tell the truth, I didn't watch as much of Mm -hmm. and The Price is Right. It's also like so much about the audience as well, which I love anytime that the audience is engaged in a way that's like really fun and like that show did it perfectly
0: i remember as a kid and uh, you'll see a theme with these when we're talking about one that is winning that we know is advancing we won't talk about it as much until it gets to a more competitive round so I won't talk too much about Prices Right, but I remember this was at 10 a.m. Central Time. I would watch it almost every day when I was home, especially in the summers, and I knew what time it was because at 11 a.m. was my mom's soap opera that she loved, <laughs> which was All My Children, so it was like back-to-back, back. we knew the TV was on for those two hours. I got the first hour, she got the second hour. Right. Um, it's a great show. I, we don't need to talk too much about Prices Right. We'll talk about it more in later rounds. I
2: almost skipped school just to have a Sprite and watch Prices Right at 10 a.m. That's how much I love that show and
0: keep going. Central Time forever. Um, Number eight seed, $100,000 pyramid versus our number nine seed, Password. Um, Password, definitely older than $100,000 pyramid. I believe that was founded more in the 60s, brought back a little bit by Jimmy Fallon with The Tonight Show doing Password with some celebrities. Yeah, $100,000 pyramid, probably a little bit more known. There were different renditions of it. There was $25,000 pyramid. There was $50,000. I think originally it might've been $10,000 pyramid, you know, when inflation, it had to eventually get up there. Um, Who the, knows
1: what'll it'll, what it'll be after the pandemic? Exactly.
0: So, uh, any deep thoughts about either of these?
1: I okay. Again, two shows that I didn't watch as much of, but mm-hmm. the hundred thousand dollar pyramid. I've Michael Strahan is now like the host of that, I think and, like so, the yeah. latest iteration of this. But I'm gonna be honest. I don't have as many like deep thoughts on these two. I just looked and I was like, oh, these are the only two that I'm like I don't really know much about. <laughs> well, this hey, Andrew, can we will call quick, you then. in? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to pick $100,000 pyramid though to advance just out of like it's the exposure around it is greater than I think password, and it's you know survived through multiple iterations, which a lot of shows have, but that's one that's like made itself relevant even today.
0: So the games for these are similar. Yeah. Um, hundred thousand dollar pyramid. You can, as long as you don't mention what the clue you're trying to guess is, you can give as much information as you want. So you can like use complete senses to explain. Like if you're trying to say podcast studio, you could be saying you use a microphone and you talk to someone and it gets recorded. A catchphrase. Yeah.
1: Catchphrase and also like, what's that game? Moniker.
0: Uh, Moniker or a buzzer game. Yeah, uh, taboo. Yeah. Taboo. So it's like that, but password is you can only say one word at a time and you switch back and forth versus another team that's also trying to guess the same word. Okay. So like if you were saying podcast you could only start with microphone. And then okay. like the next person could be like, okay, I know that. And then if they don't guess it right, they can add to it by saying, I don't know, studio yeah. or, or something like that. So it's, I think $100,000 pyramid is probably a little bit easier. Password's a difficult game, but I also think it has a little bit more legs to it. It's obviously been around for longer. Right. Um, so I'm fine with that. Okay. Any big thoughts on that, Andrew? No,
2: uh, you guys all, you touched on it. Just so everyone knows at home, who advanced then?
0: Pyramid, $100,000 Pyramid, our number eight seed advances. Now we go to our number five seed, Press Your Luck, better known as Whammy, versus 12 seed, Supermarket Sweep. Supermarket Sweep is one that not a lot of people know about, but it ran for like 25 years. There's like thousands of episodes. Incredible show.
1: Okay. Is that one similar to now the, um, what's his name like guys grocery games where like they have to go and like get all these items and then
0: guess the price in their basket that's basically what supermarket sweep was that's hilarious yeah so it. i remember
1: like seeing that one but i definitely didn't watch as often whereas i would be sitting on my couch screaming no whammy no whammy i loved except like the name for it i guess that's like the one hang up they should have just named it whammy
0: yeah i don't know what they were thinking on the marketing but obviously it worked because it was on the air for a long time um Andrew, you were adamant when I was talking about Supermarket Sweep. You're like, this is an amazing one.
2: Yo, it's just one of those where it was electric, and watching them just run around and throw things in their cart. I think Nickelodeon actually tried to copy this. They did. And they did it with toys. Um, But I would just recommend anyone at home, when you think of Supermarket Sweep or you haven't heard of it, just remind yourself or go Google it and just look at the – Fashion of what people are wearing during the show and it's amazing um, Super exciting, but I mean press your luck is one of the greatest so that's it's just a tough matchup for What
0: what's crazy about press your luck Is it only aired for three seasons, but because uh, this is like it was on Monday through Friday for three seasons. There were 760 episodes so, like, oh my gosh. Wow. got a lot of runtime out of those three well, years. Well, it did
1: seem like it ran longer. And the other thing, I love games where at any point in time, everything that you've won up to that point can be lost. Yes. Like, there's something that, like, keeps you so engaged when you're watching, just knowing. And then, like, your heart literally drops for the people that you don't even know playing yeah. the game.
0: Sneak. Sneak sneak peek at the wall in our modern side of the bracket, which yes. I know you haven't seen, but we'll talk about in depth. Um, all right. So press your luck. Our five seed advances. No upsets yet. Number four, let's make a deal. Verse 13, the gong show. Um, do either of you know the gong show?
1: Okay. I don't, but I looked it up and I recognized the, like, I guess, poster for it. Yeah,
0: It's basically a talent show. It's kind of like America's Got Talent, but like you would just keep doing your act until someone rang the gong, like the judges, and then you're out. And so, like the whole point was like try to avoid the gong, and like whoever makes it yeah. like the farthest is like has the best talent. So it's like I almost didn't want to include it, but it was—it's a classic game show. It's—I feel like Let's Make a Deal is so much more in the realm of game show because you're literally playing games, you're like getting prizes, whereas Gong shows like America's Got Talent, which okay. feels more like a reality show now. I'll make
2: this easy. Neither of us had heard of the gong show, so Let's Make a Deal <laughs> Well, and Let's Make a on. Deal
1: also, I again, I love shows where, like, the host and the audience are constantly, like, interacting, mm-hmm. if it's relevant to, like, the show model, but, like, I think that was another example of a good show where, like, the audience was constantly, like, in, just involved in the game. And they're
0: wearing costumes. <laughs>
1: and they're wearing costumes, which, which is, be, again, like, when element. we talk about Price is Right, like, yes. another amazing game show must. 100%.
0: Uh, all right, our two-seed, Wheel of Fortune versus our 15-seed Card Sharks. We don't. I need...
1: actually really like both of these so, games, but... Yeah, Card just...
0: Sharks is amazing as an old-school game. We don't need to spend much time here because there's no way Wheel of Fortune doesn't advance. Card Sharks is basically just higher or lower with a deck of cards, but yeah. it's still awesome.
1: But, like, I play something similar to Card Sharks just, like, as a drinking game. Correct. So it's, I mean, to me, that's still relevant in my everyday. But it's like Wheel of Fortune, again, to me, like the price is right. One of those games that will just never get old. It could be on my TV today, 50 years from now, and I'm probably going to sit down and watch it.
0: A lot more skill involved in Wheel of Fortune compared to Card Shark. And I do think <laughs> skill has to play some role in this bracket. I've been Whether watching it's mental
1: or physical.
2: Yeah, I've been watching Wheel of Fortune for years. I still am not that good at it. It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's a great. Game. It's very
0: difficult.
1: And it, we can't also deny the fact that whenever you see a meme going around on social media where it looks like a very dirty phrase that needs to be answered.
0: Well, and also you amazing. you can literally just like there there's generators out there where you can have it spell out whatever you want and right. just use that as an image and throw it out there. Um. So
1: and like Vanna the goat.
0: Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. talk about like to-
1: iconic game show personality I mean,
2: him,
0: Pat yeah say jack too like anytime you have a game show where if you have the host or even the host's assistant and you can <laughs> just say their name and you immediately know the show like that has to make a deep run in the tournament um all right seven seed match game versus 10 seed lingo match game which was around in like the 60s and 70s and then made a recent comeback i don't know a ton about lingo and i feel like shame on me because both of you were like this has to be in the bracket <laughs> so ali give me your your rant on on lingo
1: Okay, this is hard because I also do really love match game, especially when it started getting a little bit more risque, you know, where they kind of, like, let the uh, the panel get, like, it got, like, raunchier through, yes, it's like, 100%. its many different phases. But Lingo, the English nerd in me growing up, I love any game where you have to, like, solve a word puzzle, and I don't remember, like, the exact logistics or, like, rules of the game, other than that you had to solve, like, five word puzzles to advance to the next round and like basically it was two teams up against each other and i just loved it i don't i love trying to like solve the word puzzles so that was again maybe just my unique interests as a child that made that one more fun for me but it
0: was basically like they gave you the first letter and you had a guess and yes. then if no one got it then you move on and then now you have the first two letters and you so guess Here and here's
2: how it works it, they gave you the first letter so if it start with a b mm-hmm. and you thought the word was being because it was five letters well they would give you certain letters in that word that you were correct, but it wasn't the right word. So then you'd right. move okay. on. And then until you- So got it's a like m- boggle, but yes. like, yeah, like, yes. Okay. And boggle is an- I like how name. you're
0: looking at the exact image I'm looking on Wikipedia that ends up being bagel as the answer. That's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah. Well, so, that was,
1: like, that's what was so frustrating though. It's like you would be so close and maybe at home you would like know what the answer was and mm-hmm. then they just like guess another <sighs> word that, I'll, and it's like, no! You're, you
2: how idiot! How
1: could you? It's like, okay.
2: I'll you're, say this. This is the only game on the whole list that I went to the internet when it was around early internet stages that I googled to play online myself because I liked
0: watching it so much. So, Um, Yeah, so this is tough because I think that's a a fun game. I like that game. Match game, like you said, it's a little bit raunchier. It can be a lot of fun. It also takes some skill, I feel like, because you're trying to relate to the celebrities that are on the panel and feel out what their response is going to be. Right. But lingo kind of feels more like a game.
1: And If we're talking about skill, I mean, you have to be super quick and a total word savant to be able to quickly like process the letters that you're seeing and then try to come up with the right words. And advance to the next round. So I think minor
0: upset. Let's go Lingo. Let's
1: do it. Yes. yes. All right.
0: Sorry, match game. Ten seed Lingo. Uh, but
1: iconic game still.
0: Hundred uh, percent. It made. It's iconic if it made the list. All right. We've got two more matchups on the old school side of things. The number six seed is the Newlywed Game versus eleven seed. Name that tune. Um, name that tune is a little bit lesser known. I think everyone can kind of guess what it is, but. Basically, the the two contestants against each other would challenge each other to how many notes they could guess the tune in. So it'd be some famous song. They give you like a category of what kind of song it is. Yeah. And then you'd be able to say, well, I can name it in nine notes. I can name it in seven notes all the way down. I've seen people that like, like I can do it in three notes and they get it right, which is incredible. Um newlywed game those was...
1: i okay first of all i would absolutely suck at name that tune Me too. song recognition is just not a strong suit of mine in the newlywed game so now on like social media if you've seen on like instagram at tiktok stories and stuff like that they kind of like have that newlywed game type of format with yes. like those little i guess filters that you can do where you like tilt your head yeah, yeah yeah um but i mean i wonder one how many divorces uh came as a result of the newlywed game and i just i mean i'm like eight years old just like, oh, I like, I sh- I like loved that show for some reason. Yeah. Nowhere near marriage, nowhere near a relationship, was just a small child, but loved watching couples have to like try and figure out ooh. if they knew their spouse.
0: And I feel like now I could watch it and almost like hate watching where I could be like, that couple's not going to make it. Or, yeah. like, or like, oh, they're so cute <laughs> we together. We like actually can judge yeah. them. As that. a kid, you're just like having fun and trying to like, guess and see what they're going to guess but like now it's like it adds a whole nother dynamic once yeah. you're like in a serious relationship um, I think newlywed game is just classic and it has to advance in this matchup yeah. uh, alright last seed on the old side is our three seed family feud versus our 14 seed Joker's Wild. Joker's Wild has been around for a long time, went away for a long time and now it's back with Snoop Dogg as the host. That's let's go weird um, do we really need to talk much about this one?
1: No but I just want to say that and I love Family Feud with Steve Harvey. Yes. So good.
0: Family Feud. We'll get incredible. into it more,
1: but I mean, that's an obvious one to move along.
0: There's been some great hosts with Family Feud. Um, and uh, one of my best childhood memories was we had the board game Family Feud. Uh, and we were at the beach. We went to Galveston because we were Texas kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was probably only five or six years old. And the, the category was foods that you throw. And... <laughs> Like, I, like, they were, like, letting me play just for fun because I was six years old. And they never, like, I would never get anything right. Yeah. And I was, like, pies. And it was the number one answer. And, like, the whole family went nuts. And it was, like, the feeling I got then, I'll never forget.
1: <laughs> but then on the flip side, when you're watching, there's always that one family member, like, great aunt Susie, who just, for the love of God, cannot get a single... Answer, right. It'll be, like, the most obvious topic or category, and she just throws out a total curveball. Yes. And... And there's loses also, it for the whole family.
0: There's also the they always give them more than three seconds. It's like you only have three seconds. It's like twenty seconds later they finally give them the, which by the way iconic noise for a game very show. Very iconic noise. Um, all right, so that is the left side of our bracket. We will get now to our newer games, and a lot of these were still founded, you know, more than twenty years ago. Do you like,
2: guys think the right or left side of this bracket's better? Like if you just look at it, like real quick,
0: because. It's tough. I think the right side is deeper, and the left side, the top is is pretty tough to beat. I think the top three or four. Is that because of legacy, tough. though? Maybe. I was going to say, but they're say, still around. Yeah.
1: There's like a bit more nostalgia, I think, attached to the left side. But I grew up watching more of the games on the right side, mm-hmm. and like I was okay. Cash Cab was on last night. Going to watch it every single time. Yeah. So we'll get into it. But okay.
0: Interesting. all right, let's get to our number one overall seed, which you know. There might be some people out there that don't feel this should be the number one seed. It is a pure trivia show in Jeopardy versus our number sixteen seed, one versus one hundred. Which, if you don't really remember this one, this uh, is Bob amazing. Saget hosted, and it's basically it's you against what did they call the hundred people. It was uh uh, it wasn't like the horde. Yeah, but it was it so like the
1: village or something?
0: Oh, that's really gonna bother me. All did right, YouTube start talking about like what any thoughts you have on one versus one hundred. Why I look this up. I think it's
2: a very good show. If you're gonna call it go modern, like in the digital age. It's fun because, like, there was a lot of spinoffs of this on YouTube. The mob, sorry, the The mob. mob. Yes, there's a lot of spin spin spinoffs of this of like funny sketches of one person versus a hundred, and so I think it came up during the rise of YouTube. Um, So it was entertaining, and and they always made the mob look really mysterious. But
1: again, I love games where at any point the contestant can lose everything. And I also think that kind of requires a little bit of skill because yeah. you have to know how to judge where you are in the, I guess, journey of the game and when is the right time to walk away. And it's so easy, one, if you're sitting at home to just be like, keep going, keep going. And then like, if you're in the moment, when do you walk away, when do you mm. keep going? So I love like when that is an element.
0: Guys, are we going to have a 16 over a what? No, I'm kidding. There's no way <laughs> Jeopardy can lose in this one. Um, that was a just, tough
1: matchup, though.
0: we were giving them their due. It was a
2: good 16 seed.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a fun game show. I enjoyed watching it a few times. I had no idea how long it aired or even when it aired, and it only aired for three seasons in the mid-2000s. Um, good host with Bob Saget. Um, but come on, Trebek. <laughs> Can't beat that. All right, 8-seed, Double Dare. This is some Nickelodeon shows for you. 8-seed Double Dare versus 9-seed Guts. Really, really, really difficult matchup. I felt like these had to be basically a playing matchup, and had to I play. I think each other. I know what Allie's gonna say. I think. What do you got, Allie? She doesn't even know what she's gonna say. I
1: don't know because these were both like. I mean, again, if you grew up watching Nickelodeon, these were just on your rotation of yeah. games that you would watch.
0: I think it's <sighs> tough to beat the crag. Yeah. It's like as a kid, it was like if you're watching when you're young enough, you're like. Man, the crack is kind of like scary. Like, good on these kids being able to do this. So this could be. I
1: like f- wanted to go on double dare though. Yeah. With the fam. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This could be the first one where, if
2: guts was adults and older people, you mm-hmm. might not have it make the list because it's kind of reality, almost American Ninja Warrior teams. A little bit, yeah. But it was really a true game show because of getting to the last moment, kind of like Legends of the Hidden Temple.
0: And the team building
2: along the way i don't know it's a tough one there was yeah. also
0: a video game for guts by the way i think on there the original was? nintendo um it wasn't very good but I, they had i game. loved the production by the way of guts the
2: intro song the lighting in the stadium yeah. like yeah
0: i don't know but then it's like double dare became part of language if like someone dared you something you'd be like well i double dare I you double dog
1: dare it's you.
0: like i feel like that probably was created and the slime from this. is legendary yeah the, the slime.
1: slime i think that's like
0: it became nickelodeon's logo like, yeah. literally. No, I th- I think they had the
2: logo, and they played off of it. Either way, they're synonymous.
1: Which, genius, by the way. If we're talking about, like, brand extension, Yeah. What was the well game done.
0: show where it was, uh, like, where there was, like, a panel of celebrities that got slime dumped on them?
2: I think it was just Double Dare.
0: No, it wasn't Double Dare. It was something slimed. Like, it was literally, like, uh, in the name. I don't okay. remember it, but anyways, tangent. This is tough. I don't know.
1: But, like, both games required, like, Skill physical, in the physical and, sense, and physical. But yeah. Double
0: Dare also had more of a little bit of a trivia aspect. Right. I feel like Guts was more pure physical. Yeah, not was the end like of the Double Extreme Dare. Sport. You
2: still had to go through like a slime course.
0: Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like there was a crazy obstacle course, yeah. and it was always different. I feel like I think Double Dare a little bit more family dynamic to it because yeah. you're there with your family. It's close though. and Andrew, very Andrew close. disagrees. No, I don't. I'm just... going Double Dare. Yeah. yeah, let's go Double Dare on that. I, I just know people listening in the car are gonna. <laughs> Some yeah. are gonna be pissed. I'm sorry. Sorry guys. Sorry about Guts. You have to. Five seed, The Wall, versus 12 seed, Cash Cab, which I know Ah! Allie's about to throw down on this one. Um, (laughs) Upset! Look, she hasn't seen a full episode of The Wall, so let's get that out there first. Um, Let me explain what makes The Wall great. One, you have already harped two times on this podcast about being able to potentially lose all your money, and it's a lot more money than Cash Cab, all at once. Like Fair. literally, I have seen people that have had at one point in the game $2.5 million and they walk away with nothing.
1: Which not a lot of game shows get up to that kind of purse, Right? You they know? keep like, saying
0: they I just saw someone win two point one million. Yeah, it's crazy. And like you they say you can make up to thirteen million, which it would be n- literally impossible for that to happen. But like I could legit see someone walk away with four or five million on that show. It is a combination of a great trivia show with Plinko from Price is Right. Yeah. Plus there is a gambling factor. And there is a, do I take the guaranteed money that I know I can get that could be as high as $200,000, or do I risk it all for the wall? Executive producer, LeBron James. Executive producer, Maverick Carter, and LeBron James is fantastic.
1: Which, like, okay, I agree with all of that, but there's something about the just kind of, like, dumbed-down, I guess, nature of cash cab where it's literally random people off the street. Maybe it's not so random. I don't know. I'm not a show producer. But I love that they just are, like, getting people, couples on their way out to dinner, and then they're just automatically thrown into this situation that they did not prepare for. And sometimes you have, like, a group who is just crushing it. They make it to their entire, you know, the entire destination journey and are able to answer every question. Then you get the guys who get kicked off at literally the first stop because they don't know, like anything written by Shakespeare ever. So I, I just watched more Cash Cab. I yeah. didn't watch as much of The Wall. Maybe I'm a little biased in that sense, but I just think that Cash Cab was such a unique concept for a game show.
0: Well, I think The Wall is also very unique. And my argument would be that Cash Cab ultimately comes down to it's just trivia and that's it. Whereas The Wall, you have like five different aspects of the game and the first time you watch it is kind of confusing, but then you're like addicted to it. I just honestly, I it would be a higher than a five seed if there had been more of a run. I think we're only in season three or whatever, but I feel like it could be around for a long time. So yeah,
1: it's it literally started just a couple of years. Yeah,
0: Um, I think I think this is a close matchup. I think it's a tough matchup, but I'm gonna have to overrule you on this one and go the wall. And I know there are gonna be some people that are upset. If you haven't seen the wall, you're missing out. I agree
1: with you in the sense that again we've talked about how complexity definitely plays into what makes a better game and game show. So for that reason, I will agree with and you. If you're
0: talking but about suspense and like literally a ball is dropping and it could yes. they could lose or win a million dollars, whereas in Cash Cab, like the stakes are just never high. In enough. Cash
1: Cab, it's also like look at that idiot like he obviously didn't like you know yeah. read a book ever.
0: Yeah. Agree,
1: And you just get less of like, maybe sometimes it is nice to have a vetting process when it comes to like who the contestants are. This is a
0: good time also to mention that this podcast is sponsored by The Wall on NBC. (laughs) Everyone go watch The Wall. I was going to say,
1: Ben's really fighting for this
0: one. (laughs) Okay, four seed, Fear Factor. First 13 seed, Stump the Schwab. Um, Stump the Schwab, if you don't know, is the only game show on here. And I believe the only game show ever really that was on ESPN, except for the reality show where they found an anchor on ESPN. Um, but Stump the Schwab basically sports trivia. They had a sports trivia genius that worked for ESPN that like you had to battle in the last round. Pretty awesome, but fear factor.
1: Okay, I am the most like squirmish person ever. I hated any game like fear factor any of that. I would turn off my TV. I like couldn't watch it. Yeah. So honestly in this case, I might go with Stump the Schwab because I am more fascinated by sports trivia than I am someone like eating a worm or mm-hmm. a snake or doing whatever else weird thing you have to do on Fear Factor.
0: I also like, wasn't a huge fan of Fear Factor for similar reasons. But it's,
1: it's also, though, one of those games, like if we're talking about like legacy and just like historic games that are just so well known, you just say Fear Factor and people I mean, automatically think of the game. Stop the The Chappelle,
0: Chappelle <laughs> show like literally did an entire skit like making fun of Fear Factor. Um, this would be a good time to plug Allie's profession, by the way. Yeah. So Allie, oh, yeah. which we mentioned, is a <laughs> host and reporter for a sports radio station in town, um, yeah, Stump the Schwab, I wish there was more of. I really enjoyed it. It was hosted by the late, great Stuart Scott. Yeah. It was, it was so much fun to watch. And, like, I've learned so much about sports through it, too.
1: Well, and also, I feel like there is definitely a lack of, like, sports trivia. I know at Sports Radio 810, we have a couple of people who are, like, total sports historians, love doing trivia on some of the shows. But I think overall, like, you don't really have a lot of shows or even online, like whether it's an article or like a BuzzFeed poll or something where you can like vote on stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, I just, again, I'm not into fear games. I don't think, again, if we're talking skill, maybe it takes like the mental ability to overcome whatever like fear would be holding you back. But I also think it takes a certain kind of like crazy person to go on a show like
2: that. Agreed. Whereas
1: like sports trivia at least is. Stump
2: the Schwab is for all the people out there that go to Trivia Tuesday nights and they're just waiting for the sports category to finally make an impact on their group of people.
0: Yeah, And it's for those people. Well, and look, I love sports and I know a lot of sports trivia. And that was, it's one of the few game shows like when I watched Jeopardy, I know one out of every 20 questions. With Stump the Schwab, I felt like I had a 50-50 shot of knowing the answer until they got into the really hard ones. Yeah, Um, I'm okay with that upset. And I know that is gonna be very controversial with the listeners, but Stump the Schwab, let's have a go at least more around. Well,
1: and also Fear Factor is a very like polarizing show. I think you had like people on both sides. It wasn't like a loved show by tons of people. It was like, hey, if Fear Factor's on and
2: potentially fake whatever. too. Potentially, potentially fake. Potentially.
1: potentially. Fake.
0: Joe Rogan what was really in there. What's going on, man? Is it fake? Uh, all right, 2 seed who wants to be a millionaire, which I just shortened to millionaire in our bracket because uh, who wants to be a millionaire is a very long phrase. Versus our 15 seed, the weakest link, which was just one seed off of actually being the weakest link in the bracket. Um
1: This one's really, really hard for me. Really? Because I loved The Weakest Link. You are The Weakest Link. Goodbye. (laughs) That is the best phrase
0: in all the games. I can't
1: remember. Did they, when they got eliminated on The Weakest Link, did Mm -hmm. they, like, fall through the floor? Or did they just walk off? I think they dropped them. Okay, because that was kind of like Russian Roulette. Do you remember that game? And they, like, fell through the ground. I loved that part of it, too. But at the same time, Millionaire was, like, my family's favorite show. Mm -hmm. And you never forgot, like, the couple of times, like, there was... I forget what his name was, but I remember like the one like out of maybe five millionaires that they ever had on the show. Yeah. I don't know. This one's really hard because I loved Weakest Link and mostly because of the host.
0: So I also don't think Weakest Link was bad. I just thought that Greed was a, like I said, it didn't make our bracket and it was a little bit of a better rendition of it. And I just, I didn't love her as a host. I know you love the (laughs) line. The line is iconic, but
1: you are the weakest link. Goodbye.
0: It was also just like, how fast paced the questions are coming. I like it to sink in a little bit, so I feel like I have a chance to answer it. And on that yeah. show, like it's not the case. Who wants to be a millionaire? It literally took over the country for like years. Like everyone it was tuning in. Their numbers, it was one of the last shows and definitely game shows where it was like prime time. They were getting millions of people watching.
1: And I love to, I mean, ask the audience 50 50 and then phone a friend. I mean, I feel yes. like phone a friend as a phrase also kind of became in a way a catchphrase yeah. because of that show. It was like, also oh, the let me best. just phone a friend.
0: It was the best when they would call someone and they were like indecisive and they like the end of the thirty seconds before they even gave an answer. They just was like it just got hung up on. I was like, oh my god, you just wasted your lifeline. Well,
1: <laughs> and the other thing too, I don't know if you ever thought about this, but I would be watching that show. Like, I hope to God no one I know ever puts me on their call list. Oh my like, god! Most of the time they were calling someone who was like a doctor or like some for a question that was. Incredibly, like specialized, like you would have to have a specialist on the phone. Also, I don't no- know if I'm a specialist in just about anything. At least at like in the like the bracket where yeah. it was like seven hundred fifty thousand and above. Right.
0: It was it was like <sighs> sweating? No one ever answered and was like, "Hey, man, can I just call you back?" And then just click. Like, <laughs> right? I know it was like,
1: uh, "Actually, I'm busy right now." It's like, "No, no, no! I, I literally can't. This is my last lifeline."
0: Okay, millionaires iconic. It has it, it has to advance. I'm sorry, weakest link. But you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, seven seed, Cram versus 10 seed, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? So, one, I'd never heard of Cram before. I love Cram. Uh, Allie told me this had to be on the list, so I Googled it. And the reason I asked you <laughs> if it was the same person that did Double Dare is because if you Google Cram and YouTube, the first episode was a special April Fool's Day episode where Summer Sanders was the host. So that's the one thing that I had watched. So I was like, that looks like the Double Dare guy. And it was. Um, (laughs) But it wasn't the normal episode. So briefly, tell me about, and there's a lot of people on here that may have not heard of Carmen San Diego. Um, So I'll talk a little bit about that. Tell me about Cram and what that is.
1: Okay, so Cram was a very beloved game show in the Trost household. And basically, they have two teams. And they have to stay up all night cramming information, studying like on all these random topics. But they can't go to sleep. And so then the next day when they are forced to, you know, start the – it was like an obstacle course, really. Like they had to do all these random activities while being asked questions about the information that they studied the night before. They're literally in like a hamster wheel. Yes, and they're exerting like all of this energy. But then the hardest part is at the end of the show, the last like – I guess part of this obstacle course is what we'll call it. They are tucked into bed, being read a bedtime story, but being asked questions. And so it's like, they're so tired, but they're forced to stay awake and answer these questions. It was just like, kind of like, a sadistic kind of game, like really insane. So I watched. But it was so, like we loved, it was like one of our favorites.
0: I watched and like, so what happened was like the sleep therapist is literally telling them things while like the lights are off, their eyes are covered, they're in bed. Then all of a sudden a loud alarm goes off. They have to run to a different area and they have 60 seconds to answer questions while being balanced and answer the questions. And if any part of them touches the ground while balancing, either them or their partner, the person reading the question, the host, starts the question over. And it was Sadistic. It was insane. Yeah, um, I don't
1: really know who would actually sign up for that one, but I'm out. I thought, like, again, if we're talking about like total skill, both mentally and physically, it doesn't get much more intense than cram.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm the Mark Cuban Shark Tank. I'm out. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not in on that one. Um, all right. 10 seed is Carmen San Diego. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? This was a show in the late 80s, early 90s. It was all geography-based questions. It was for kids that were in their I like this. middle school. I yeah. think it aired on PBS. Um, the theme song was performed by an acapella group called Rockapella. My cousin was a member of Rockapella, so that's like I literally, I got to hang out with the band when they came to town and stuff like that. So, so a
1: little bit biased. A little bit of a bias there.
0: <laughs> it's a really fun show. So the last. Um, the last challenge was always where they had these like, almost like cones that were light up lights and they would name either, it was either a world map or the US and they would name a country or they would name a state and you had to go plant it down on the map yes. that was on the okay, ground. okay, I remember
1: this. Yeah, it yeah. was
0: really difficult because you had like 60 seconds and you had to get like 10 or something like that. So it was like crazy. Um it is a fun game show, but uh, I feel like you love Cram so much and it was so sadistic when I watched it on YouTube <laughs> that we can... I'm we sorry, cousin be- Elliot, that we're <laughs> eliminating your show.
1: Rockapella, rock yeah. on guys, but we are going with Cram on this one.
0: Iconic theme song though. Where in the world is Garmin San Okay, anyways, I won't sing. Cram our seven seed advances. Uh, any thoughts from our producer over there on any of these shows? Or so He's just locked in, too. Uh, I've got my fourth word
2: on lingo right now oh on my gosh. app on my phone, and I have one minute to try to figure this out. Okay. I think
1: I'm going to download that later tonight. This is so fun. You he's, guys wait, going. Andrew, can you compete with people? Like, Can I play against you?
2: Uh, there is one, yeah, we can play against each other. Uh, I downloaded a different dope. version, though, but we can do that.
0: Okay. The listeners are enthralled. Okay, our sixth seed, deal or no deal versus our eleven seed, win Ben Stein's money. I am so torn on this matchup. Have you ever seen Win Ben Stein's Money?
1: That, I haven't heard of it, but that's one where I'm like not as familiar, so, whereas Deal or No Deal is like iconic. my jam. Um,
0: so Win Ben Stein's Money, a little bit about this. So do you know Ben Stein, the actor? Yes. So from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, he was the teacher. Bueller, yeah. Bueller, like famous for that. Super, super smart guy. In fact, I think he's like a professor or something like that. Pretty and fitting then. Would say what? Fitting. Yeah, no, for sure. Like so he's the host. There's three contestants. Then the third contestant loses in the first round. Ben Stein in the second round replaces that contestant and competes against the other two people. Then the last guy out of those two, the last contestant standing, will go against Ben Stein where they go into uh, like a soundproof booth. They're asked the same 10 questions over 60 seconds and you can either tell ben stein to go first or you can go first and whoever has the highest point total wins and you literally are winning his money like it's not it's like he's putting up his own cash for this
1: what's like the i guess ceiling for like winnings that you i
0: think it was ten thousand dollars it was on like comedy central so it wasn't like a huge budget it was hosted by jimmy kimmel this is like one of the first things i remember this yeah Yeah. okay it's look ben stein has a great personality jimmy kimmel obviously a great host it was the concept of, like, the game show host is suddenly in the game every episode right. was awesome. But...
1: Dealer or no deal. Dealer or no deal. Well, okay, something else that's not really part of the game that I just think is, like, really funny is how many, like, really well-known women started as, like, case girls on really? Dealer or no deal. Megan Markle, Chrissy oh, wow. Teigen, two former case girls on Dealer or no deal, which is just a fun little piece of trivia.
0: I did not know that. Um...
1: Cause and it's crazy because like that's how long the show's been around. Like before Meghan Markle got like you know really into suits and everything, and before Chrissy Teigen obviously like got really into Sports Illustrated and was like starting out as a model. I guess where do you go? Yeah, you go to Deal or No Deal. Yeah, it was like start. early
0: mid two thousands. I feel like right when I was finishing high school, going into college in the mid two thousands was I just and they brought myself, back yeah.
1: new episodes. I think last year. Like, yeah, I they remember did a watching few new. Yeah. yeah, I just love that show. I mean, again, it's not as much based in like talent or trivia it's really just it's like your luck yeah um, but it's also one of those like total tests of do you know when to walk away or not yeah. like do, are you going to listen to the crowd and usually do they not have like sometimes the worst support system ever it's like keep going like no deal <laughs> and it's like okay that's eight hundred thousand dollars are yeah. you sure yeah. <laughs> uh
0: also is fun when the game show has like a villain. Yeah. like there's the, the, the oh no the banker I oh, no what's it what's this deal gonna be like is like you're always like banker that's a terrible deal what are right, you talking uh, about like
1: yelling at this like
0: shadow like,
1: gla- like, <laughs> shadow in the glass like how dare you he deserves more like
0: um we'll talk more about deal or no deal we'll have that advance I do love when Ben Stein's money and in another matchup I think like it could it could have made the next round um let's go to our three seed in our last first round matchup legends of the hidden temple versus smarter than a fifth grader um I personally don't think this needs to be long of a talk because I feel like Legends of the Hidden Temple could win this bracket. Um, Whoa. Purple parrots, baby. It's Hot take alert. It is fantastic. Again, you get the trivia for kids. Like I feel like when I was a kid watching this, I was always learning something with mm-hmm. all the trivia. And then you have all the crazy physical challenges. And then... Perhaps the best final challenge slash sequence, which as a kid was kind of scary. You were yeah. afraid that those you know tribe members were going to jump out and scare the crap out of you. Um, <laughs> I can't even imagine being running through that maze and getting someone to just pop out and scare no. the hell out of me. Um, smarter than fifth grader is fine. It's a trivia show. It was it kind, kind of, of
1: annoyed me. If yeah. anything, I was like, "Who are these kids and why are they so smart? Yeah, it's not fair." Jeff the, they Foxworthy, represent... good host, good host, yeah. but it, it's fine. And like Legends of the Hidden Temple, and again, like I think it's a pretty clear match uh, like you know clear winner bet- like between these two but it was also like one of the best like most well executed kids games mm-hmm. where it was like you could watch it as an adult and not feel like you were just like being dumbed down by watching just a kids game like it was yeah. really well produced i
0: really i may right after this buy like go look up i like, have a of purple paired shirt do you i i was that for halloween a couple years yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um great show. it's fantastic okay so we are now in our suite 16 We have our one seed, The Price is Right, versus our eight seed, $100,000 Pyramid. Five seed, Press Your Luck, versus our four seed, Let's Make a Deal. Two seed, Wheel of Fortune, versus our ten seed, our first upset, Lingo. And our six seed, Newlywed Game, versus our three seed, Family Feud. So Bracketologist on the left, we have only one upset. On the right, our newer games, we have our one seed, Jeopardy, versus our eight seed, Double Dare. Five seed, The Wall, versus thirteen seed, Stump the Schwab. Two seed, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire versus seven seed, Cram, and six seed, Deal or No Deal versus our three seed, Legends of the Hidden Temple. So not many upsets there. We usually don't in the first round, but this is when it gets interesting. So again, a lot of these actually will be even easier matchups. Um, Price is Right versus $100,000 Pyramid is our first matchup, and I really don't even need to spend a minute talking about this.
1: I think we all know which yes. one will move on.
0: Uh, all right. Price five is right seed.
1: for anyone uh, keeping track at home that maybe it wasn't so obvious to them.
0: Oh, I had Pyramid. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I was like, wait a um,
1: second. Wait a second. Hold <laughs> the phone,
0: folks. Uh, five seed. Press your luck versus four seed. Let's make a deal. Um, so this is no whammies, no whammies, no whammies versus fun costumes, weird games, and who knows when you're going to get, uh what, what do they even call it if you open the wrong doors and it was like nothing? Zoink.
1: Yeah. So I think zoinked? it was Zoinked Zoinked or whammied what do you uh, which yeah. one do
0: you choose we got a lot of weird words thrown in here um, I guess
1: this is kind of an upset but I would go with Press Your Luck I think that was I mean I, I watched both of them but that was the game that I I mean I loved like screaming no whammy at my TV
0: yeah I not think, as
1: much maybe skill involved
0: well I mean let's make a deal as like it's fun. It's quirky. Wayne Brady's the new host of mm-hmm. it. It's you get some good comedy out of it. It's really weird and wacky. It's always on at like two in the afternoon. For it's like prime time. the weird people are watching <laughs> that. Um Press Your Luck is more I think that was like prime time on like ABC in the eighties. Uh yeah. And like you said, there's so much excitement when you could possibly like get a whammy and lose all of your money. Yeah. Um I'm good with press your luck there. Any uh, any objections, producer over there, that is now just stuck playing games on his phone. I'm
2: just playing Lingo. It's so much fun. All right, I'm Xing out. Uh, Speaking that of that Lingo, good, though.
0: it's our next matchup: Wheel of Fortune versus Lingo. This is this is precious. I know in the Carter household, our producer over there, they're a Wheel of Fortune family, but he's literally been glued to Lingo for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> That's on just his phone. an unfair
1: matchup for Lingo. You know, it's like if we could readjust the left side and maybe put it up against another game, I think it would advance. But I just don't know how you. Let Lingo go ahead of Wheel of Fortune. But Andrew, I actually want to know what you have to say here.
2: I think it was a metaphor that Ben just got my attention back and I put Lingo on my phone down. I think it's time for Lingo to go down in this bracket uh, (laughs) because Wheel of Fortune is just so good. You know, one thing we haven't mentioned and because this is going further, we can bring it up now. Wheel of Fortune does amazing uh, weekly like themes, college theme, kid theme, uh, you know, like first responders themes and they travel around the country they come to your local town like there's just so much about that show that's great
0: it's also you can go bankrupt on one spin yeah, yeah. again lose again, all your money it's gotta be part game uh and it's also like that tiny little narrow spot that says like ten thousand dollars or whatever it's like it, and but it's surrounded by bankrupt and like i always think of the english language now honestly
2: through RSTLNE. like i'm like when they're guessing at the end and those are the letters that are most commonly used i just overall i think that show is educational it's got a lot of luck it's got a lot of skill so much to lose it's it's awesome and you can win a lot you can win some cars and you know up to fifty thousand dollars
0: yeah for sure uh if I do my alphabet podcast, which I want to rank all 26 letters, yes. I actually thought in my head, okay, R S T L N E have to get biased into the first round ra- or <laughs> through the first round. Yeah. Just like I was thinking through the lens of Wheel of Fortune. Well, um, and, and
1: one more thing, like between the two games, because both of them you're guessing like a word problem yep. if you're watching from home, which is really fun for the viewer but like the prizes and just the approach on wheel of fortune is a lot more fun i think when you're watching from home than lingo i can go lingo my is phone. more for the audience or yeah. for the for the contestants and i think wheel of fortune is almost more for the viewers
2: well yeah. i can go on my phone and play lingo it's the same game yeah. you can't replicate being asked to play wheel of fortune
0: that's I, a good there, point there was a nintendo 64 version of wheel of fortune i actually enjoyed playing it but it's uh Like, I actually think Wheel of Fortune might be a little bit more difficult because you can't just, you're not getting told like, all right, here's some letters on your guests that are in this puzzle. You just put them in the wrong place.
1: And like, if you are paired with like a group who you have someone who's just like a lot faster than you, I mean, you've like, you're not just up against like the board, you're up against the people next to you. Yeah. Like,
0: do I spin again and risk going around or do I think I know it? Do I just guess it? Right. So there's four games
2: on this bracket that if I could pick to be on the show those are the four I'd pick. I'm not gonna give it away, but I think that should go into your thinking on games. Do, would I wanna be a contestant on this versus the other one? I think that comes yeah. into play later.
0: Definitely not the Newlywed game. Katie, well, I was, Katie and I, let's not do I was going to say, that.
1: speaking of, <laughs> yeah. would love to have my family on Family Feud.
0: Yeah, so Family Feud versus the Newlywed game. Newlywed game is a classic, but Family Feud is the ultimate classic. Like I feel like that if you're talking about, we had Double Dare Advance because it was the family show. When I think of family, and games i think of family feud and how awesome it would be to get some of the family together and go participate
1: also a game that could stay relevant through decades i think just goes to show how one simple of a concept it is because the concept has to be simple enough to be like accepted and understood and relevant like across generations and like family feud is the best example of that game because you could get any family and it everyone's like little quirks that come out just yeah. make it so much fun fun
2: fact my first cousins were on Family Feud in the nice. late '90s. Nice. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They they my yeah. aunt was in my aunt, no. So they they were a classic. Had a big lead and lost it last um, in a big no, round. No, that was yeah. like
1: the honestly. Yeah. They, one they, of the wor-
2: worst. they were the best, literally the entire game, and it was one final huge round and
0: that triple. The triple yep. money round is terrible. Yep. Um, I'll, there's more skill in Family Feud.
2: Yeah.
0: Newlywed game is you're literally just trying to match answers with your partner, whereas Family Feud not only is there the guessing portion of trying to think what the surveys are saying, but also Knowing if the category is maybe a really difficult one, and maybe you should pass this, and all you have to do is get one answer yeah. right because they're going to get three strikes.
1: A newlywed game, you've had like how many years to prepare, however long you've been together. Yeah. So
0: Also, I get stuck in a black hole of watching Steve Harvey on – it's advertised to me all the time on Facebook to watch just the final round just to see if they can get 200 points. Uh, and their final like, round the of Family part. Feud yeah. is fantastic. Um, it's going to be honestly – a really interesting elite eight on that side of the bracket let's Just get so you to, know as your producer
2: you, we're at uh, about 40 minutes on this show
0: yep so so right side jeopardy versus double dare our one seed versus our eight seed i don't think look double dare is jeopardy. great but it's jeopardy uh all right our five seed the wall versus our 13 seed stump the schwab um again i know you haven't really invested any time in the wall i think the wall is a better game show because of its versatility um, brought I love to you stump by the, the wall yeah brought to you again by the wall <laughs> look
1: i'm going to go with you on you the wall because it. i one i'm really interested and excited to watch this and two i mean it it, mark, it checks every box for like yes. what a game show should be
0: 100 um rip stump the schwab i wish you were still on the air um uh, but we'll go with the wall all right two seed who wants to be a millionaire versus the cinderella story <laughs> cram i i mean look it cram. is an insane insane show it is and i i I really, I think I texted you those poor contestants. Um, It's millionaire. It it was, it was a how it, all I have to say is millionaire, and people know what I'm talking about. They don't think I'm talking about a millionaire. They think I'm talking about the show. The show. It's millionaire.
1: Shout out to Regis.
0: We're going speed round here because we know we are 40 minutes into this thing, but uh, (laughs) we'll get more in depth a little bit as we get into some of the classics. Okay. Deal or no deal, our sixth seed versus Legends of the Hidden Temple. Toughest matchup of the Sweet 16.
1: I was going to say this is hard because. Mm. right away I want to go with the deal or no deal because I, one, still watch it today, which I don't watch Legends of the Hidden Temple today. And two, I just, like, I love the suspense of that show and how someone could literally walk away with a dollar or a cent or a million dollars.
0: Yeah. Um, obviously, way easier to win a lot of money on deal or no deal because you could just take a deal, like, as long as you don't pick the worst three cases in the right. first couple <laughs> – Um, Legends of the Hidden Temple, though, as a kid, you're like, God, I want to participate in that.
1: That's, That's true. Deal or
0: no deal, I have played as an arcade game, and I have played it in Las Vegas as an arcade game, and I won like $275, and it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. But I feel like it's so simple and so easy to replicate, and there's so little involved, whereas Legends of the Hidden Temple is such a complex game with so many different aspects. And then you have to look at... Deal or no deal throughout the game is basically the same exact thing, whereas yeah. at the end of Legends of the Hidden Temple, you have maybe the best and most iconic finish to a game.
1: That's true.
2: It's just weird because culturally, Legends of the Hidden Temple probably has made a bigger impact. Like when you think 90s as a decade, mm-hmm. that image, those kids, those shirts, those teams are always shown. But Deal or No Deal is probably one of the, if not the best new game of the last 10 years. Yeah. So it's it's a really... Really good matchup. I think the bracketologist has to pick pick here. I think they're both great games. So
0: a funny story about um, Legends of the Hidden Temple is my coworker in Tulsa convinced me that he was on an episode in the 90s. No, it wasn't you. I did the same thing to my friend's mom. Okay. well, She still thinks that to this day. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it would be easy to do, right? uh, Shout out to to John Boyer. We're (laughs) sitting in the weather center. He's one of the fellow meteorologists, and he says... Oh, you know i was on that show it was season three it was one of the last episodes of the season and so i literally found the last three episodes of the season on youtube and i literally scrolled through trying to find like which one he was and then like after like an hour and a half of time wasting day sorry shout out to my bosses i still worked that day um he was like oh, i was just messing with you
2: literally my best friend shout out tyler McNamara from high school <laughs> i was wearing my purple parrot shirt Senior year, Stop. his mom said, oh, that's a nice shirt. And I said, yeah, I was on the show. And I went down this black hole of lies that to this day she still doesn't know it's not true. And she thinks it's the coolest thing ever.
0: I'm going to send this podcast to her. Um, <laughs> look, it's uh, it's Legends of the Hidden Temple for me. I had it as the three seed over Deal or No Deal, the six seed. Um, I think it, it stands the test of time. And it's just a better product for the show. It's not Deal or No Deal is a little too simple for me to be in our lead eight.
1: But- Howie Day, mm. the host, is a germaphobe, which in today's, you know, the world we're living in, that's... Yeah, true. he was way pretty, ahead of the that's curve. That's like, that might give him bonus but points. Yeah, the fact said,
0: that you don't actually know his name just defeated your argument because it it's Howie Mandel.
1: Howie Mandel. Why did I, I say Howie say Day? That. Boom! Oh, okay.
2: Howie Day mm. actually sings uh, Collide. It's a great <laughs> hit in 2004. I,
1: the second I said it, I was like, I think that is uh, someone on my Now season.
2: Can we... You got to edit the song, Collide, into the oh. show. We'll just slide It in it, there was, it was literally a number one Hallie. hit in 2004. Name oh, that man. tune. I would have won. Okay, well, well that for that tune. reason,
1: I just totally lost any, all, right. all the ground I was standing on, pulled <laughs> out from underneath my feet. I'm right. bad at names. Let's go. <laughs>
0: Here's our Elite <lead> Eight. I'm <laughs> I'm like, Price bro. is Right <laughs> versus Press Your Luck. We have Wheel of Fortune versus Family Feud. We have Jeopardy versus The Wall. We have Who Wants to Be a Millionaire versus Legends of the Hidden Temple. The only upsets, The Wall uh, is a five seed in there. Press Your Luck is a five seat in there. And that is it. So let's get to the Elite Eight. Price is Right versus Press Your Luck. It's over, right? Done. The run for Price is Right ends. Press Your Luck is Wait, in the. What I'm, are kidding, you I'm kidding. I'm
1: <laughs> kidding. Andrew's about to leap out of <laughs> his He's about
0: seat. to lose his mind. Okay. Here is uh, looking at everything. This is the toughest matchup, in my so, opinion, of the Elite Eight oh. Wheel of Fortune versus Family Feud. Um, Okay.
1: I think I'm going to go with Family Feud on this one. Oh, I was
0: about to say the opposite. Okay, go.
1: Because. I just, okay, I think that, yes, Wheel of Fortune is definitely a more difficult game. It, it requires more skill, mm-hmm. but there's something about Family Feud, and it really does, you have to have really good family chemistry. Everyone's got to be on the same page to do well in that game, and, I mean, it's not weakest link, but there can be a weak link on the family chain that can quickly have, you know, someone go from, like, running away with the whole thing to, like, in an instant losing and having an upset, which I think is always really fun. I feel like it happens quite a bit on the show.
2: Yeah. So this comes down to, are you at the heart of it, a golf and or tennis fan? Or (laughs) are you a baseball fan? Because baseball, very similar to Family Feud, everyone has their singular role. But if someone gets an error or messes up, everyone else is affected. Whereas Price is Right is an amazing, or sorry, Wheel Wheel of Fortune Fortune is an amazing game. But it's all you on an island
0: by yourself. So here's my argument and is why we're going to advance Family Feud. Family Feud is yes. advancing because um, very, very, very close competition. Both both games are awesome. But if I'm talking the final round of the two games, Wheel of Fortune is basically the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're just by yourself and you get to guess three letters or four letters at once rather than um, going one by one. Um, Family Feud's ending... Where you're trying to get to 200 points and it's you and one of your family members. So there's so much drama, like which family members should yeah. they pick? And then, like, does one family member just completely screwed up to start, but then the other person makes just a comeback? Or is it the it opposite? Yes. Where I've seen someone got like 190 points and then the next person went zero, 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 and right. they lost. Like, it's it's fantastic. And for me, I think Family Feud just barely, look, barely ekes out. Wheel of Fortune probably would be the number five out of the final four. Yeah. This is a play in game for the final four. Both of these probably deserve to be in there. I'm going Family Feud, which I know is going to crush the Carter Foul. Uh, I, I'm assault. fine
2: with it. Those actually, so those two are two of the four that I said I'd want to be a part of, but yep. I, w- I'm, I actually love that because Family Feud does have the better ending. Yes. Um, I think Wheel of Fortune actually might have a little bit more during, like during the main guts of the show. I can see that. But it's not enough to trump how much better Family Feud's ending is.
0: Okay? Agreed. Yeah. I, I agree. Um,
1: Wheel of Fortune, it's more like, how exciting it is to find out who's going to be the last one standing versus like when it actually gets to the person. They don't
2: solve it very often. It's always really disappointing. It's hard.
0: Yeah. No. 100%. Uh, yeah. I feel like probably only what one out of six, seven times do they win at Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Whereas Family yeah. Food there's, is, there's food is a resolution closer to 50-50, maybe 30-70. Yeah. Um, okay. Jeopardy, our one seed versus five seed, The Wall. This show sponsored by NBC's The Wall. Monday nights, eight o'clock. <laughs> um, it's, it's Jeopardy. Wall. The it's Wall. Jeopardy. You made a run, but I mean. Jeopardy is the best trivia quiz show, trivia game, and that has to have a representation in our Final Four yeah. that of all time, plus probably the best host in all of game shows. Um, awesome.
2: I, I feel like has to be in our Personally, Final Four. Personally, if they're both on at the same time, I'm watching The Wall. Me too. Whoa. I think so. So, I mean, I, look – Respect to Jeopardy for for the legacy and everything, but...
0: Yeah, I think it's that's a legacy play for me personally. It would be The Wall, but when I'm thinking about America and they haven't embraced The Wall, which, what are you doing, Allie? I, <laughs>
1: um, Jeopardy. Don't look at me. Well, hey, we'll revisit this podcast topic <laughs> yeah. in like five years, yes. and I feel like it will totally I lived.
0: fully expect a text from you within the next three days being like, you were right, The Wall. <laughs> um, okay, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, our two seed, versus Legends of the Hidden Temple, are three seed. So, again... Pure quiz show and phenomenon in the 2000s with Millionaire versus the best kids show we had on our entire list and an iconic 90s. Like, you immediately know that's 90s when you see it. Very, very difficult matchup. I don't think it's quite as difficult as our Wheel of Fortune and Family Feud because I don't think we need to pick between these two. Neither of these both deserve to be in the final four. What's your thought?
1: I am going to go millionaire on this one. I just think, like you said, it was a phenomenon it really was I mean like people that was like appointment TV for some people was watching that show which you can't necessarily say about a lot of game shows just because one there were so many but that was like a prime time game show show and again like just all the elements of the game Regis just absolutely nailing it with the hosting role and just how many things could go wrong or could go right for the person I mean literally it was like is the audience off tonight does the fifty-fifty just nail it, You know, knock it down to the two that you were thinking it was. Like, there's just so many things that, like, even if you're watching from home, you're just like so involved in the game. Did though.
2: either of you download or buy the Millionaire CD or yes. computer
0: game? Yes.
1: Yeah, I think I we had that for sure. And
0: I've played it. Um, it's like a Facebook app game too. Yeah. They have an I've...
1: app now or something that like Kay Adams hosts from NFL Network, mm-hmm. and you can win money. I don't know how it works, but
0: the the only thing that that pushes Legends of the Hidden Temple into territory where it can fight with Millionaire. In Is this? that
1: Andrew said he was on it as yes. a contestant when he was younger? No, daughter.
0: it's it's um, I think the the ending and the you know o- Olmec like yeah like the the t- giant talking head artifact and then just like that maze and trying to put together whatever puzzle they had was an incredible finish. But
1: a Millionaire did have some like disappointing endings where you were 100%. like the person was on a roll and then they absolutely just like fell off and the, like when it mattered the most. And like that was always yeah. kind of, and then especially when someone would start a new show and it was, then it would like end.
0: I'll <laughs> also say this millionaire. They stretched out to like an hour and like, and sometimes like they made you like cliffhanger it like, where it was like the $250,000 yes. $250, question. Well, next week. Oh my, I, which that's what that I was talking about. Like sucked. I hated
1: that because you're like
0: compared to legends, of the hidden temple, they squeezed owe- an entire episode in half an hour and it was action packed. So it's like now I'm starting to lead towards <laughs> the Legends of the Hidden Temple. Because I, know, I will say tough. Millionaire pissed me off sometimes because they'd oh, be yeah. like they'd be like forty minutes into an episode and then someone would lose. They would do contestants to to yes, they would and start. they would do the new one and then they'd get to like six thousand dollars or five thousand dollars and be like, Well, we'll find out how they do next week. And it's week. also and like, like
1: I don't care at this point, you know? Get me into like the real money and then I'll like be more invested. No, no, just don't do
0: cliffhangers. Just en- so give me an ending give me a and show. I'll tune in again for
1: next yes. week.
2: Brackatologist, you pick and I'm going to reward the listeners right now with a With a fun fact after
0: you move the winner on. I'm going Legends of the Hidden Temple. Let's do it. This is awesome. I think we I convinced myself of it because the cliffhanger thing, none of these other game shows do it. And also,
1: like, I feel like Millionaire is one of those shows where you think of it when you look back very fondly because of, you know, just culturally, like how much of an impact it made. It's just trivia. It's just trivia, and it did like piss you off so many times. I was more pissed watching that show. Those
2: producers who made that show a lot of money by doing those cliffhangers, their downfall was not moving on in this bracket because of how much they made us mad. That's right. Producers
0: of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, shame on you, and that's why the Bracketologist has eliminated you.
2: (laughs) So, all right, here's the reward. We'll move on. But fun fact about Olmec the Talking Stonehead, he is the same voice of... SpongeBob SquarePants.
1: No way! That's yeah, crazy. Isn't that crazy? It's awesome. Completely different
2: voices, but it was a Nickelodeon guy who could do multiple different voices, and he played both.
1: A kid show through and through. I don't know if I believe that, that makes but me I like like it even more. I don't know. Andrew has a history of lying, so we'll speech. take him, yeah. you know.
2: I did a speech on it in high
0: school. It's It true. wouldn't be the first time that you lied about <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple. Uh, all right. R one seed, Price is Right, versus our three seed, Family Feud versus our one-seed Jeopardy versus our three-seed Legends of the Hidden Temple. So both one-seeds and both three-seeds on either side of the bracket meet in our final four. The Price is Right versus Family Feud I got to go prices right. We haven't talked about prices right yet. We've literally not had a discussion about it because it's had that run of this is the undefeated team moving through yeah. the bracket. It's so, so good. The versatility you get, where sometimes you don't even get your favorite game and everyone has their favorite game. Mm-hmm. There's so many different games. Plus, you've got the contestant row guessing where you get someone that just completely gets screwed by someone saying 1001 on top right. of their 1000 or going $1 and undercutting everyone. And then just all the different games and then the showcase showdown where like you, there's the 1% chance where someone's going to get both showcases if yeah. they or get that close or they barely go over and they, they were like thousands of dollars closer, but they went just over. It's so good.
1: I think the versatility, all like of the characters, again, the audience interaction is so much fun. And when you look at just like having an iconic host, it, it's just like I think if you had to pick one of America's most beloved game shows, if not the most beloved game show, it would be Prices Right. It's
2: friendly to every single age group. You can be a kid and not was not you don't really know what's going on, but you love the games. Yeah. Um, obviously, grandparents. All of our grandparents loved watching the show every single day. It's it's amazing. The cool thing too is like how people would wait in line and they would cast who would be on the show based on their fandom of the show or what they were yeah. wearing. Like it, yeah. Everything about the Price is Right is and the, the love amazing. for Bob
0: and now for Drew, where they have stuff written on their shirt. That's yeah. like you I know. will say it's Bob was so good.
2: that I know. it's not the same. It's not.
0: He's gotten better, Drew. He's gotten better, but it, it's not the same. But it's still it's it's a little bit less about the host with because the game is so good. Yeah, I think it I, at first it. he
2: was trying to be like Bob, who became part of the show, and now he has to just let the show carry yeah. itself.
0: But if you're still going, like, so if you're going in our final four right now, which is Price is Right, Family Feud, Jeopardy, and Legends of the Hidden Temple. All time host Bob Barker and Alex Trebeker right yeah. there. Drew Carey what doesn't Howie hold Day. a candle what about to Howie Day? <laughs> Howie Day. Play uh, the song again. Steve Play Harvey. Song again. Steve Harvey, fantastic with Family Feud. Yes. Definitely better than Drew Carey. So he out of current hosts probably would be our two seed out of these. But the game itself, price is mm. right, I just don't think it can be topped.
1: Bob Barker was the best medicine when you were sick mm. and home from school. You got like your yeah. chicken noodle soup. Bob Barker just talking to you. especially when he beat the
0: hell out of Adam Sandler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Jeopardy versus Legends of the Hidden Temple. It was a legendary run, but it's Jeopardy. It's Jeopardy. It's Jeopardy. I would
2: say it would be Legends of the Hidden Temple, but that's just me.
0: That's just you.
1: It's because you were on it.
0: I was on it. That's (laughs) right. Okay. So we really haven't talked about Jeopardy at all either. We're in our championship matchup. Two game shows we haven't talked much about because they were the one seeds and they deserve to be here. Price is Right versus Jeopardy. What do you
1: got? I tend to lean prices right here, again, just for all the reasons that we already talked about with, like, the versatility, all the games, like, the prizes, the costumes, like, just how much of, like, a, an experience watching the show was versus, like, I think Jeopardy. I like the, you know, the trivia aspect where you have to, like, answer questions. You pick, like, you know, your, the price range or whatever. And like, I just, I wasn't as into, like, Jeopardy as I was. The price is right. So. I don't know.
0: Alex Trebek, respect, I, amazing, best, best host ever, best dude, like all the best wishes on recovery for what he's going through yes. right now. What best trivia game by far, Jeopardy, but also really, really difficult. And like Hard I to learn play at home, I learn a lot, and I respect the people that are playing it, but it doesn't feel quite as inclusive. Whereas anyone can play Presses right.
1: Right. Well, yeah, it, it's not necessarily geared towards like the common folk Mm -hmm. even though you're watching and like you're into it you're not like not as many people are just like across the board trivia nerds who no matter what the topic is are able to compete whether it's like at the lowest level or the highest level again learned a lot watching it enjoyed playing like some of the uh jeopardy at home games i don't know if you ever had any of those or went to a friend's house and they had them but (laughs) Price is Right is like, from a viewing experience, yeah. so much better.
2: And similarly, like, the end of Jeopardy is cool, but it's just another question, right? It's the rest of the game, kind of like we were saying with Wheel of Fortune, mm-hmm. whereas Price is Right, the Showcase Showdown is like, it's like a cherry on top, whole new game almost. Plus
0: the wheel? Right? Yeah. The wheel's yes. awesome. Oh, spinning the wheel? Yeah, get that dollar. Um, so, <laughs> I just had an amazing idea for another Bracketologist episode where we do the Price is Right games. Uh, that yeah. could be awesome. And that's um, why this has to
2: be the champion. It's the champion. It's amazing. What's
0: your favorite Price is Right game? Putting you on the spot. <sighs> There's so many. I know. Wait, great bracketology. I So. Maybe Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger's yeah, is great. Is that where the
2: one goes up? It's yeah. like the skier or the hiker yeah. going up. And I was just going to say, Plinko is, I really think, is my favorite. Yeah. It's very cliche, but Cliffhanger was awesome.
0: I think it's. Cliffhanger is. Plinko's fun but i was more i was always jacked up when yeah. they said they were playing. I code. also really like the one where um god, there's so many, but the one like if you're talking ones with the car, there's the one where like the they give you the price but it's all off by one digit and then that you choose fun. the price and then you you say ladies do i have at least number one number right and they honk the horn and then they would get to where like they had four right and they asked for the fifth and it wasn't there and they have to pick which one of their numbers is wrong. That's a good one. A lot of the games are very simple, but a lot of fun and a lot of fun for you to play at home because you can get really interactive with it. You're okay. trying to find the game.
1: No, yes, I couldn't Plinko.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. loved Plinko. Plinko's amazing. So Plinko, which is which why, is why you should the watch the wall. <laughs> yes. It's basically Plinko on steroids because there's a million dollar spot on the wall. And they drop like Plinko chips basically. So okay. Fun. So the moral of this podcast is the price is right as the goat. Bob Barker was a better host, but still the game is the best. And Allie needs to watch the wall, and so now do you, America, I- because the wall sponsors the bracketologist.
1: <laughs> I totally forgot about my favorite, the um, the highest scoring contestant for the plinko record. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Like, I remember watching that episode live, and I just found the clip of it because that's why I was trying to think of the game because I remembered his face more than I remember yeah. like the name of the game. How much did he win? Um,
0: she's gonna have fast forward. Through he want No, no, no.
1: But- uh, Thirty-one thousand five hundred. Yeah, that's awesome. Amazing.
0: Okay, that's like pennies compared to the wall
1: (laughs) okay also can we talk about this set for price is right too like so colorful like you literally felt like you were in this psychedelic
0: yes it's i look i love the price is right we all talked about potentially trying to miss school on purpose to watch that show i don't think there's another game on here that i could say that about a lot of them are are great shows that i'll watch in the evening but (laughs) price is right makes it to the top the bracketologist. All right. So, Price is Right is our winner. This was a lot of fun, Allie. I, I appreciate you had coming a blast. on. Thanks for having me. We'll find another one. Maybe it'll be Serial Killers. Maybe it'll be something else. <laughs> but uh, it was a blast. Game shows are the best. Uh, Game show network. If it's not part of what you cable you subscribe to, then I'm sorry. And uh, That's shout out loss. Howie Day. Howie shout Day. out to
1: Howie Day. You and I collide, baby.
0: <laughs> Until next time.